0: You're listening to the micro version of the Savage Love Cast at Savage.love.
1: If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well,
2: there's nothing you can't ask on the Savage Love
0: On the Savage Love Cast. Hey, sucker.
3: Oh, we started? Yeah. Oh, God. Hi, Nance. Hi, you (laughs) fool. We're not doing a regular intro this week.
0: No. It's just you and me. It's just you and me. And listeners, we uh, implore you to listen to this show on this coming Friday. Why? Because it's the April Fool's show.
3: Okay. Word got to me that (laughs) you were up to something. Uh, I have to... Uh, I confess to something. I, I don't listen to my own podcast for many years. While I was doing the podcast, I didn't listen to any podcast. You had to really, because you are the original tech savvy at risk youth. <laughs> you had to force me to start listening to podcasts, and, but I never listened to my own. And you weaponized that against me.
0: You think this is the first time that I've talked to the listeners about you on the show?
3: We kind of might have to go back and listen to all eight hundred <laughs> shows to find out what you've been saying
0: to people. Okay, so Dan, do you remember uh, the call Barb? Remember uh-huh. that one? Oh yeah, rat right in the hall. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fake. That became abundantly clear. Um, some people called in and let us know about that, and we also we knew that was probably fake. And it was wonderful. Thank you, caller, for doing that because it was fucking
3: hilarious. Did that happened. I've gotten that question for thirty years. Like, what do you do about fake questions? And my attitude has always been of, you know, every single question in the column back in the day, in the column or on the podcast now, is just a good juicy hypothetical for every listener or reader but one. So I don't want to have like crazy, wild, implausible questions making it into the column just to like be sensationalistic or onto the podcast. But if the occasional good, plausible fake gets in the column around the podcast, it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over. It's been my attitude.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And so so after the the barb call, uh, it, was, it was actually my daughter's idea. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. It's creepy. Happy <laughs> birthday. Um, she There's said you nothing
3: should, our kids like more than us talking about them on our dirty <laughs> sex podcast. Happy birthday, honey.
0: <laughs> she said you should just tell the, the, the listeners to send in fake calls. So that's what I did. You don't realize it, but I asked the listeners to send me fake calls, and they really surely did. We've got a lot of them.
3: Okay, so just to be clear... You, because you knew I wouldn't hear it, broke into the middle of my podcast, violated the integrity of my podcast, unconsensually inserted your own voice into the middle of my podcast to ask readers to send, or listeners, to send fake questions. That's right. And so what, we're doing a, a whole show that's all fake questions it's, There's
0: going to be some real ones sprinkled in. And your task, Dan Savage is to figure out which ones are fake and which ones are real. It's the April Fool's Day Challenge! (laughs) Okay, I think I'm up to this challenge.
3: I think hopefully after 30 years of reading Savage Love letters and 15 years of listening to Savage Love cast calls, I can spot a fake.
0: So yeah, so we've got a lot of fake calls and we've got some real calls coming up and a very special guest on the Magnum Barack Obama.
3: <laughs> I'm sure it's the actual Barack Obama with an ad. Now, I think I might just like put my chips in the middle of the table and say, maybe that one's a fake. Uh, but You'll see. the Magnum Savage Lovecast that you can subscribe to at savage.love. More questions, more answers, more guests, and no ads. Plus a Zoom monthly hangout and other extras for Magnum subscribers. Go to savage.love and subscribe now. And yeah, Nancy, thank you for uh, setting this up. Let's get to it. I'm curious to see how I do. Support for today's show, support we are very grateful for, comes from stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can access all the amazing services of the post office right from your desk in your own home, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and you are done. It could not be easier. And right now, use Savage for this special offer. Includes up to $55 bucks worth of free postage, a digital scale, and a four week trial. Do not wait. Go to stamps.com, and before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Savage. That's stamps.com, enter S-A-V-A-G-E.
0: This episode of The Lovecast is brought to you by the good folks at Squarespace. They make it easy to build a beautiful website, blog, or online store. Head on over to squarespace.com slash savage for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code savage to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
3: This episode of the Savage Lovecast is brought to you by Manscaped, the global leader in below-the-waist hygiene. They've introduced the new ultra-premium collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and balls all deserve this. So do your partners. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LOVECAST.
4: Hey, Dan. I am a heterosexual cis woman in my early 30s with a healthy sexual appetite and particular interest and aptitude for sucking cock. And um, it's something I've always really loved that apparently I've been told I'm really good at and something that is a big part of my sexual repertoire. I don't currently have a boyfriend or a partner but I do have friends I see from time to time that all have cocks, so I suck them. And um, recently, I have just had this image in my head that I can't get out, and it's disturbing me and freaking me out, and I just need help coming to terms with it or something so I can just get back to sucking the cock I love um, without being afraid of it anymore because what's been happening is that I've just been like fixated on the pee hole and how it could start talking to me. I know that sounds really weird, but I had a dream that the character from the schoolhouse rock show, um, you know, that song, I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. And there's like a rolled up piece of paper and that's the cartoon character. I had a nightmare that I was giving a blowjob and all of a sudden it turned into that character and I got paper cuts. And ever since then, I've just been like freaked out. Like what if the pee hole just starts talking to me? And it's not even like a funny thing. It just like totally freaks me out. And I can't stop thinking about it to the point where I don't even want to have a cock in my mouth anymore. Please help me. I miss soaking penises. I'm just a Bill. Fake.
3: I'm going to just call this one now. It's a fake. You think? I'm thinking it might even be lifted from an episode of Big Mouth that I didn't see where the penile urethral meatus or meatus, that's what that little opening at the end of the dick is called, starts talking. If that's not already a character or a plot point or an episode in Big Mouth or a scene in Big Mouth, it's probably going to be because I suspect some of the writers for Big Mouth will listen to my show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, fake. Unwelcome thoughts, though, like we're going to take it seriously for a second. Unwelcome, intrusive thoughts. Sometimes people have a problem during sex because something comes into the, their mind and then they remember remembering it last time and then it comes back into their mind, like they think of their parents or their dead grandma when they're trying to have sex and it becomes an intrusive thought. CBT, not cock and ball torture, cognitive behavioral therapy, work with a cognitive behavioral therapist or half a dozen sessions and learn how to control those unwelcome thoughts. So this would be my advice to the caller if this was a real question, which it is not, which is to get some CBT therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy therapy, from a cognitive behavioral therapy therapist. But uh, I want to give a shout out to all those people out there. Like, the, I, I assume some of this may be drawn from her real life and may be true. Like she really likes to suck cock. She sounds like somebody who likes to suck cock. And I just want to give a shout out to everybody else out there like me who likes to suck cock. But also realized early on that you were really good at it. Sometimes, you know, you get better at some things with practice. And sometimes you arrive at an activity just just with this preternatural uh, ability or talent or gift for. Sounds like the caller had that gift for suck and dick. I had that gift for suck and dick. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe there needs to be a study to isolate the skilled cocksucker gene.
0: Yeah, we hope that part was true.
3: But it's not a real question.
0: We'll listen to you spinning gold out of straw. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, okay. That, All
0: right, that, guys,
5: that
3: one was pretty low, slow and over the plate. <laughs>
0: Well, let's see how you do with this next one. Hi, Dan. I have a friend who has struggled his whole life with finding a partner. A few years ago, he invested in a very high-quality, lifelike sex doll. He confided in me recently that he doesn't want the doll anymore and actually feels really ashamed of it, and he wants to get it out of his house because he's afraid his family will discover it and they won't react well. It's not going to be possible for him to put a whole doll in the curbside trash, and he can't drive, so he can't take it to the city dump. I remember a few years ago you gave some advice on responsible ways to dispose of sex toys. We live in Arizona and would absolutely mail used dildos to Kirsten Cinema, but this is a different scenario with lots of DNA evidence that could be collected. Is there possibly a service out there that could come pick up his sex doll and ethically dispose of it? We're kind of at a loss for what to do.
3: You know why I think this one is fake? Lives in Arizona, doesn't drive. (laughs) I have been to Arizona. A whole bunch of my family has moved to Arizona. You can't function in Arizona without an air-conditioned box to take you from the air-conditioned box that is your home to the air-conditioned box that is a restaurant or an office or a movie theater or a gym. People don't walk anywhere in Arizona.
0: Okay, Angela Lansbury. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh,
3: yeah, I, I'd say this is like a 60% chance of being fake, 65% chance of being fake. It's not easy to, to throw away sex toys. And, and people do struggle with this. They don't want to put this stuff in landfills. But who really wants somebody else's used sex toy except for the kind of pervert that you might not want to give your used sex toy to? Because you don't want them grooving on your used sex toy because you used it. Or maybe you do and you should find one of those perverts. Maybe there should be perverts out there who offer to take our used sex toys off our hands so they can fill like one of those ball pits at mcdonald's (laughs) with sex toys and just like dive into them uh but yeah what do you do with this i think you delight the local populace by in the middle of the night taking the sex toy after cleaning it to some spot And leaving it there with a sign on it that says free, like people do with furniture in New York and uh, boxes of kitchen goods here in Seattle, they'll set it on the curb with free and just leave it somewhere. And it'll be, you know, people take pictures of it. It'll get on Instagram. It'll go viral. No one's going to do a DNA swab on a used sex toy or used sex doll. It's not a crime scene. And yeah, you should just come up with your car, toss it in the trunk, drive someplace, and leave it there for the shocked citizenry to be scandalized by but also enjoy
0: or like the museum of abandoned sex dolls
3: yeah yeah I would I would go to the museum of abandoned (laughs) sex dolls I'm a little but you know whenever it comes to museums that don't exist or have closed I get angry about the Liberace Museum closing in Las Vegas speaking about another inhospitable wasteland where you have to have a car and you live in air conditioned boxes So maybe the empty storefront where the Liberace Museum used to be can become the, well, is it a museum of used or discarded sex dolls? Or is it like one of those parks for elephants that have been retired from <laughs> zoos? And It's uh, an
0: interactive display.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So fake, right? Fake.
0: Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and two, it was the car that it away.
3: If, they, if they'd said, I live in New York, and he doesn't know how to get it out of his apartment, and we can't take it on the subway— I would have put that at like an 80% chance of being real. But the detail that we live in Arizona, my friend doesn't drive. Nobody lives in Arizona who can't drive and doesn't have at least one car.
0: All right, listeners, this guy's sharp. All right, let's see what happens next.
3: If you run a small business, that business does not feel small to you. Stamps.com can help make the running of your small business or your big business much more efficient by saving you time and who wants to waste time in line at the post office and by saving you money. They offer much lower rates than you can get elsewhere. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip to the dreaded post office and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process so you can spend less time at the post office and more time making your customers happy. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, big and small. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And you get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and up to 76% off UPS rates. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes printing official postage for any letter, any package, and sending it anywhere you need to send it. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code SAVAGE for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter the code SAVAGE.
2: Hi, Dan. I feel like this is a silly question, but I am a this mostly straight woman Considering getting a mullet haircut and I'm very worried that I'll be appropriating from the queer community or falsely signaling to the queer community that I am part of that community. If it matters, what I mean by mostly straight is I'm attracted to penises. I'm attracted to people who give off, you know, male pheromones. I'm very open to experiences. I'm very open to people of all gender presentations. Um, But when it comes to like what I really want, it's a dick in my vagina. I just want an outsider's perspective, someone who's not one of my friends.
3: I don't associate mullets necessarily with lesbians. I associate it with all of my aunts and female relatives in the eighties in Chicago. (laughs) Like every straight lady I knew growing up when I was a little kid had a fucking Midwestern mullet. But is this a lesbian thing now?
0: I think it's a queer thing. I think it's not purely lesbian. I think it's like a.
3: So not all lesbians have mullets, but most mullets have lesbians. Or queer women underneath
0: them? Yeah. I think it's more like an envy thing maybe. I don't know. I'll probably get in trouble.
3: <laughs> we got to leave the house and check out what the kids are doing with their hair right now. <laughs> but that said, like, if the caller is worried that this is associated with lesbians and wants dick in her, the numbers of straight guys out there who are constantly hitting on lesbians and approaching lesbians, it might be a good strategy to get some more dick in you to have what is a lesbian presenting hairstyle if you want dick considering the amount of dick that lesbians have to avoid you would be soaking up some of that dick uh for the dykes who don't want it
0: i see so you think that she's like helping the lesbians by By being a decoy for other straight men. So therefore, whatever like appropriation crime she's committing is forgiven.
3: Yeah, it's forgiven because she's taking dick out of circulation that would otherwise be pestering lesbians. (laughs) And sequestering that dick in a secret, safe, undisclosed location, also known as her pussy. Um, Nice. That said, you know... I got in a little trouble early in the pandemic. I don't know, not a little trouble. It's just like somebody pointed this out to me and I thought better of it, which is what call out or call in culture is supposed to be about. I started getting my hair cut at home and Terry just started like giving me a mohawk and it kind of grew in as a mohawk and I put up a picture. As it turns out, people of people who are mohawks from the Indian tribe feel that this is appropriative ah. and that old gay white men in Seattle shouldn't be getting mohawks or growing out mohawks. So I got rid of my mohawk and I took down the picture because I don't want to piss anybody off. That said, I really feel like this policing of people's hair is obnoxious and a waste of time and effort, energy that could be better spent elsewhere that maybe the collapse of the environment, the (laughs) nuclear war we might be having in 10 minutes in central Europe could put like the hair people want to have into some sort of fucking perspective. recognizing that, you know, a lot of people of color lost jobs for having natural hair, for having dreads, and then white people swan into those same places of employment and don't get fired for having those hairstyles. I get it. And uh, so I'm for Ilhan Omar's The Crown Act, which recently passed through the House, which makes discriminating against people based on their hairstyles illegal. All for that. I am not for you know, yelling at people on the subway because they have a haircut that you don't approve of. People should be able to do with their bodies what they want to do with their bodies. So, lady, if you want to have a mullet, have a mullet. And if you want to have all the dick, have all the dick. And you're going to get a special kind of dick if you move through the world looking like a dyke. Now you're going to get dick that's attached to people who have no sense you know, the guys who approach lesbians because they think those lesbians will make an exception just for them, they tend to be entitled assholes. So having a lesbian haircut, yeah, you'll get some more dick. You'll get some dick you didn't get in the past, but it's not gonna be dick attached to non-dicks, it's gonna be dick attached to dicks. And if that's what you want, great, go for it. Uh but this isn't what today's show is about. I have to make a judgment. I'm two for two, guessed correctly on the first two calls. I'm gonna say there's like a sixty forty chance that this is true. It it does seem like the kind of hand wringing anxiety that a lot of straight cis white people feel these days, conscientious ones, the good ones, before they leave the house, before they make a choice about their hairstyle or dress or anything else. So I'm gonna say this one's real.
0: God damn, Dan Savage. Really? Yep. Three, ah! <laughs> three for three. three. I told you three. I'd be good at this. Yeah, you're good at this. All right, we'll get you eventually. Are we doing the sports numbering
3: thing correctly? Is it 3-0 and 0 or is it 3-3? Oh. and 3? It's like three wins, zero losses. You're asking the wrong gal. I don't know. I hope we're getting that you right. You got it
0: right three times. Okay,
3: yeah, I'm right three times. <laughs> I think that's three for three, but I don't fucking know. Manscaped has introduced a new way for men to shower and clean up. The new ultra-premium collection includes cologne-infused body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturized all day long, Then there's your shampoo and conditioner that cleanses and nourishes all in one step. The non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, green tea, aloe, turmeric, and sage. Also good for them pits and pubes too. Next, rub on some Manscaped aluminum-free deodorant. The deodorant dries clear and is also cologne-infused. Have tattoos or dry skin? You'll enjoy the hydrating body moisturizer spray, and you'll get some Manscaped lip balm. This is a free gift when you purchase the ultra-premium collection. And last but not least, You'll be using the lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off unwanted body hair. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you can use it in the shower as we do around here. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin, so you'll benefit from their proprietary skin safe technology. I'm talking ball sacks here, gentlemen. Up your shower grooming regimen. Keep it all neat and clean and trimmed and smelling and tasting good. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code lovecast at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code lovecast at manscaped.com. It's time to get wet and clean and neat and trimmed with your new manscaped shower routine.
6: Hi, Dan. I am a long-time listener from East Africa, and I have a question about nudism, consent, some power imbalances, and private spaces. So, I live in a really hot town, and I have nudist tendencies. So, when I'm not working, like over the weekend, in the evening, in the mornings, I like to walk around naked. Now, I live on the top floor of a building and there's one other tenant on my floor. He's never around. so And when he comes, it's usually during work hours. So it's not really an issue for him. But the thing that I'm concerned about is I think I frequently flash the gardeners and the ground staff when I'm opening my windows in the morning or closing them in the evening and I'm naked. And I feel bad about it because power imbalance, The ground stuff. I'm a tenant. There is an implied power imbalance. But also I'm just like, this is a private space. I'm in my house. I didn't mean to flash you. I'm sorry. And like, I try to be kind about it. Like, usually I like peek out and see if there's anyone before I open my windows or close them. But sometimes someone just pops up and I'm just like, crap, I didn't mean to flash you. I'm sorry. But on the other hand, I'm just like, I'm not going to change this. I'm in my house. So I was wondering if it's an issue or if I'm overthinking it Um, and specifically because I'm pretty sure they're very conservative because I live in a conservative country and I don't want to traumatize them. But on the other hand, I'm just like, dude, I'm at home. I'm sorry, but I'm at home. What do you think?
3: I think you're allowed to be naked in your own house and nudity, you know, someone seeing you through the window as you're opening a curtain or closing a curtain or moving through a room Incidental nudity, they shouldn't be peering through your window then if they're that easily shocked about the kind of naked people are allowed to be in their own private spaces. It's like that, you know, that famous definition of pornography you know it when you see it. Somebody who is, you know, posing in front of a window naked or while they're having sex because they want other people to see it, you kind of know that when you see that. You know it when you encounter someone who is. Throwing curtains open or stomping around naked in their well-lit private space at night when it's dark outside and you can see in clearly You kind of know when someone's doing it on purpose because they want people who may or may not want to see them naked to see them naked. I don't think if the caller is being truthful, this qualifies as that kind of violation. It's your own home. You like to be naked in your own home when you're not working. Sometimes you got to walk by a window or open a window or close a window or a blind if somebody who lives in this world or lives in your town is so conservative that they're shocked by the sight of other people's naked bodies, they should keep their eyes off your windows, whether they're staff or other tenants. That would be my POV.
0: And it's more hand-wringing. It's sort of like a, it, it bodes well for humanity that we're all just trying so hard to not offend each other.
3: Yeah, it kind of does bode well for humanity unless we're all eventually cowering in the corner of our apartments afraid to walk by a window with haircuts we hate <laughs> because we're afraid to offend everybody, uh, potentially.
0: Real or fake?
3: Okay, so this is the hardest one for me to make a call on. because, And I really do hope it's not someone, you know, from peoria illinois or chicago faking this accent and claiming to live in a a country in east africa i feel like asking you to look at the download stats of the podcast and tell me if we have any listeners in east africa uh, in countries in east africa because that like that works against it you know i have listeners all over the world I get questions from people all over the world. Maybe I have some listeners in conservative East African countries. Maybe. I have
0: listeners from all over the world.
3: It's true. That's not fake. That's true. Um, But yeah, I don't think I have many. And that I would have one in an East African country who has this particular problem and is this kind of considerate of the staff. Well, that kind of works against it but that works against it in such a clear and obvious way that it actually kind of bank shot tips the scales into i think this one is real
0: god damn it ah! <laughs>
3: <laughs> so i am 4 and 0 or 4 and 4 depending on how that works in sports counting
0: yeah boy amazing you know like after when i first put this out and I started to listen to the fake calls. There were somewhere I was like, oh my God, are we getting fake calls all the time and we just don't realize it?
3: That's possible. Like some people may call in with fake calls or sometimes I think people call in with, you know, a scenario that turns them on to think about and they frame it as a question so yeah. that it's out there in the world and that like contributes to their ability to fantasize about it or they want to hear me talk about it or hear other people talk about it in response calls. So yeah, that, I mean, but that's that goes back to what I said at the beginning. Like If you run an advice column or an advice podcast, every question is a hypothetical for every listener or reader but one, and you can't worry about it too much. You don't want to have obvious fakes that are just sensationalistic in every column or every show, but you can't let yourself lose sleep over it.
0: (laughs) We like to joke around and have a laugh on the show, but you know what isn't funny? Your amateurish website If you haven't yet upped your game and started using Squarespace, then you're not taking your own business or creative project seriously. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time. Here are just some of the features they offer, and there are a ton. You can create pro-level videos effortlessly. The Squarespace Video Studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive sales. Stand out in any inbox with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers and convert them into loyal customers. Start with an email template and customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and logo. And my personal favorite, analytics. Use insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. you got to know what's going on, and Squarespace makes it easy for you to do so. Squarespace is just incredibly helpful. Go to squarespace.com savage for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code savage to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com savage, and use the offer code savage.
7: Hi, Dan. So... Here's the thing, my my wife and I got fitness trackers a while ago, and they've been great. We're healthier, we're fitter, I've lost a chunk of weight, it's materially made our lives better. Except maybe our sex life, because we've both started tracking like calories and zone minutes and all these things, and now whenever we finish fucking, we immediately, both of us, started looking at the fitness tracker and how many active minutes did we get and how high did our heart rate get. And, you know, we've we've never actually got into peak zone, which makes me feel a little inadequate. And it's become a fitness exercise, not really competitive, but a marker instead of, you know, sex,
3: I know how to fix this if it's true. Take the fucking things off when you fuck. (laughs) What? 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 what These are like they're like watches or something, right? Yeah. They go on your wrist. They measure your heart rate, and
0: it's just another way to be obsessed with like statistics and yeah.
3: Another piece of useless technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take them off. I'm gonna just cut to the chase. I think this one is fake.
0: Correct. Ah!
3: (laughs) So I'm five and five. Yeah. Oh, actually, I texted my brother Billy, who's a sports guy. If you played four and won all four, you're four and oh. Oh. So I'm five and oh.
0: Oh, yeah, you're five and oh.
3: Okay, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, brother Bill. He's uh, Rogers Park Man on Twitter. You should follow him. He is a sports nut. And uh, so I'm now five and O. Oh. Five wins, zero losses. I think that's what that means.
0: Oh, right. Good job.
3: And While the call I correctly, guessed, was fake. Um, It does sort of point to a, a real issue or problem in some people's sex lives, which is sex as a competition, sport fucking, racking up numbers, people who brag about their body count or want to increase their body count. And that can, you know, if you're just like bullshitting with friends at brunch about your numbers or what you got up to or all the things you've done and things you've scratched off your fuck it list, that's fine. I could see... In a relationship where there were two people who were kind of that way, competitive around, you know, scratching things off the bucket list, around their numbers, around their body count, around everything, I could see that generating some conflict in a relationship. If you brought that, if those two competitive spirit fuck types were in a relationship, closed monogamous relationship with each other, I could see that playing out in some interesting, weird fucked up way, just not this non-interesting, non-fucked up
0: way. It also, though, might inspire them to have more rigorous sex just for the numbers.
3: Get your steps in. Like my friends who have Fitbits talk about getting their steps in. My friends, my, my husband, uh, and his boyfriend who are doing Pokemon all the time talk about getting their steps in and walking places. So I, I'm all for that if it gets people out of the house um, or it gets people who should be fucking back in bed to get your heart rate up and get your steps in. You'd have to be into trampling, I guess, to get your steps in then. But sure. Some so you, are so you, approve, you huh? approve the
0: Fitbit fucking?
3: I approve the Fitbit fucking if it's interesting. If it's not like contributing to a toxic, competitive dynamic in the relationship, well, then it's obviously not going to be good. But if you want to measure these things, uh, and it gets you off. And some people do like to measure and track and count I have one friend who keeps a spreadsheet of the people, Uh uh, the people that they've slept with, what they did, the rankings, uh, a little bit of a sports nut and uh, not my brother. I just mentioned my brother's a sports (laughs) nut. This is a different sports, nut, a sports fucking nut. And yeah, if you were that kind of person, I could see incorporating a Fitbit or whatever into your sex life. But uh, this was obviously fake because the solution is take them off if they're all you're concerned about or all you're looking at afterwards.
8: Hi Dan Tech savvy at Risk youth Nancy. I'm hoping you can help me about um with a question I have about compatibility. I've been with my boyfriend for over five years now. It's very serious in a lot of ways. I mean we don't live together, but we can afford not to. We're not married, we don't have kids, but I wouldn't rule it out and The relationship is great. We love being together. We spend a ridiculous amount of time together and we're not sick of each other. We are incredibly loving and touching and the sex is great and makes me laugh and all that good stuff. The problem is I'm a Pisces and he's an Aquarius. Uh, My Venus is in Aries and his Venus is in Pisces. You know, my moon is in Aries and his moon is in Taurus. Basically, we're completely incompatible when it comes to our charts. And it's weird because in real life, you know, in, in the day to day, we get along and make it work. And yet it feels like, wow, we're so not meant to be together because I don't know if you're on CoStar, but like this app, you know, you can put in your birth time and stuff and it gives you your chart and you can match with your friends and everybody's on it. And like, I'm so much more compatible with my exes and other people that like, you know, the relationship blew up, but, you know, our charts were much more compatible. Our signs were much more compatible. And here I am in this relationship that I love being in. But I mean, our, my Venus or how Venus is like your love and emotions and relationship planet. Mine is in Aries and his is in Pisces. So I guess the question is like, I'm not getting any younger. Should I continue to invest in this relationship even though I know our stars don't necessarily align or should I dump the motherfucker already?
0: Dan, you know why you and I get along so well?
3: Uh, Because we could hear our eyes scraping the tops of our skulls because they were rolling so fast and so hard throughout that call.
0: No, it's because we're both Libras, man. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: Are you a Libra? Yeah. You know my favorite thing to do is when somebody asks me what my sign is? To tell them I'm a Leo. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then they list all the traits I have that are like typical Leo. And then I lie, then I say, yeah, no, I lied. I'm a Sagittarius. And then like, oh, a Sagittarius would totally fucking do something like that. And it's all the traits I have. That say. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a Pisces. And yeah, I hate astrology. No. I, I hate it.
0: I hate it if people actually believe in it. There's like a kind of person who's into astrology for whom it's like just like a creative way of playing with the idea of personality types. But if you really are like making decisions based on astrology, then I think that you're the fool. (laughs) Okay, I want to back up then. I, I will take it
3: back. I don't hate astrology or people into astrology if they're doing what you describe, which is just like a different way to look at yourself or the world and not giving it too much weight, not giving it the same weight that medieval Christians gave Catholicism. You know, it's a belief system, uh, maybe a framework or a structure, but it should be, or a garment that you wear lightly and with a sense of humor and a sense of humility about the fact that it's probably all fucking bullshit.
0: Well, yeah. So speaking of bullshit, is this a real collar or is it a fake?
3: I desperately want it to be a fake. I worry it's real because I've heard there are people like this in the world. I don't think many people like this in the world listen to my show because every <laughs> once in a while I say something very disparaging about <laughs> astrology or people who believe in this bullshit. If there was anybody listening who is a relatively new listener who is into astrology, we just lost that person as a listener, <laughs> the both of you, with everything we just said.
0: Both probably Virgos, I would guess.
3: <sighs> Honestly. I think I thought it was real until about three quarters of the way through when it became like comically exaggerated. And that the person didn't have the self-awareness to realize that maybe astrology is bullshit if she's more compatible astrologically, if that's a word, with her exes that she broke up with for presumably good reasons than she is with her current partner who she loves and has great sex with. like That's the sort of thing where you you might begin to doubt or reconsider your belief in this bullshit, this kind of conflict, this kind of cognitive dissonance. So if she had just said, I'm going to say fake, if she had just said, you know he's a whatever, and I'm a whatever, and they're incompatible, and I worry about that. And I mean, I know that's kind of irrational to worry about that, but still, I worry about it. What do I do? I would have recommended cognitive behavioral therapy again, but that would have seemed plausible. But like moons and X's, like it went on too long, and so I'm gonna call it a fake.
0: And the Academy Award goes to this caller. Why? Because I thought she did a great job. I mean, yes, it was fake.
3: Oh, okay. So, so I'm. F- five for five
0: six now i think oh my god six yeah
3: uh, i just got a text update from my brother billy however if you're playing baseball and you're talking about <laughs> at bats and you're up to bat four times and get four hits then you are four for four at bats
0: oh okay so that it works both ways yeah depending on what sport you're
3: which is why sports referencing is so confusing and everybody should have a straight brother that you can text with your sports <laughs> questions so that was six six so i am six for six at bats
0: fantastic let's keep going
1: hi dan i'm a 34 year old Kingster living in the midwest i recently had to change my living situation due to the pandemic and my new apartment has much less storage space than my old one did my parents who i love and get along with pretty well offered to let me use a spare room in their house to store some of my stuff i loaded up my car with several bags of clothes and uh, a couple of boxes of textbooks, but most relevant for this call, uh, a duffel bag that contained any number of uh, sexual toys and sort of kink implements that I've used both with other partners and in some public play settings. You know, I didn't think anything of it at the time. My parents and I usually get along pretty well and trust has never been a big issue for us. I kind of put it at the bottom of the pile and I hadn't even been back in the room until a couple of weeks ago where I went to retrieve the bag, planning to use it for an upcoming party now that things are opening up again. And, uh, I found to my dismay that several items of the bag have gone missing. Uh, there were uh, a pair of, of cuffs and a leather crop and maybe most upsetting, uh, a full harness and strap on set with a nine inch bad dragon dildo. Uh, they're all gone. And Dan, no one else lives with my parents. Uh, Like no one else has access to that room. It had to be them. Uh, They haven't said anything. I haven't said anything. I've been working in my mind, like how to bring it up. I mean, this is clearly a violation of my trust. uh, And some of those items weren't cheap, but you know, at the same time, I've been over there a few times and I got to say their relationship seems stronger than ever. Uh, they've been really happy every time I've gone over for a Sunday dinner. They're very affectionate. They were even kind of flirty last time, which I- I've never seen before. I-, I can only presume that these items that they have borrowed or stolen or taken as tribute have significantly, you know, uh, improved something going on between them. I I, I don't know, Dan. I don't want to know. Uh, I, I, am just trying to decide if I should confront them, if I should ask for, you know, maybe some kind of monetary compensation or if I should just chalk this up as an investment in their relationship and try to get back to enjoying Sunday dinner and staring at my dad across the table without wondering if he's been on the receiving end of my bad dragon.
3: Here's how you get your bad dragon dildo back. Uh, I assume the duffel bag is still at your parents' place. That you checked for this gear and found that these things, which you are absolutely 100% positive were in that bag and aren't in some other bag in the apartment that you're in now, were missing. But the bag is still there. So, what you do the next time you have dinner with your dad, who presumably has been getting impaled on your Bad Dragon dildo on the regular, Next time you have dinner, you announce that you're going to come and take some of the stuff out of the room and take it back to your apartment or to your storage unit. You got any space. Uh, Particularly, you're going to pick up that duffel bag and a couple of other boxes. They will know that what's in the duffel bag. They will know that you're coming for the duffel bag. They won't know that you looked in the duffel bag and that you have a running list of the missing items. They will return them to your duffel bag before you pick it up next week and hopefully your parents know to run that silicone bad dragon dildo through the dishwasher before stuffing it back before your mom stuffs it into your dad one last time and then they stuff it back into your duffel bag
0: ever the pragmatist
3: but it's a fake call Yes, it is. <laughs> I knew it. It's, it's almost like the astrology one. So if if he'd stopped, if he just didn't like go into the thing about how he perceives his parents' relationship having been improved with handcuffs, a riding crop, and a harness and dildo set, I would have thought it was real. That took it into sort of like comic, rom-com, sitcom territory like mom and dad don't love very loving not very affectionate maybe a moderate to medium conflict relationship throw in a strap-on dildo mom and dad are really getting along like that's just too farcical yeah and so i thought fake but it, if he'd left that out or you had edited that out
0: oh but it made it so delightful
3: i would have said real if it not for that part i would have said real but because that was in there i am seven for seven at bats because I'm amazing at this. You have to concede. You thought you were going to trip me up. But. Oh,
0: it's true. It's true. But what are we doing here? We're teaching them how to how to become better liars.
3: <laughs> hey, like I keep saying, every question's a hypothetical for every listener but one. If you've got a good hypothetical for us and you don't shit the bed by including unnecessary details or implausible ones or obviously comedically
0: farcical ones and your call gets on the show, I'm
3: fine we're with that. Good.
0: Hey, beloved micro listeners, this nonsense continues on the Magnum version of the show, where the calls get more and more ridiculous, including one that I snuck in. I know we're always haranguing you to try the Magnum, but I just wanted to remind you that you can try it for a month for $5 or give it as a gift uh, as well. It's all at savage.love. And to all of you who sent us your fake calls and your real ones, thank you so much. And um, sorry if we didn't get to yours. We appreciate you. No joke.
3: All right, before we get to this week's response calls, let's read some listener tweets. Pesto quiche 80s tweets, love your show, Dan, but I can't believe you and your guest think people are overreacting to someone masturbating on a work video call. Not at all the same as asking someone out on a date and taking no for an answer not even close. Hashtag Savage Lovecast. Gene Cook World quote tweeted Pesto's tweet and seconded Pesto. Hard same. My response to, is this the world we want to live in, is a resounding yes regarding punishment for colleagues pulling their dicks out on a Zoom. What the hell, Dan? Well, to be clear, is this the world we want to live in, wasn't a question about people pulling their dicks out on Zoom calls and jacking off in front of coworkers. I do not want to live in a world where that is Okay. I was talking about a world where a student who called me was afraid to ask another student out for fear of being accused of sexual harassment. For her part, my guest, Laura Kipnis, was challenging the idea that the experience traumatized the other people on the call. She wasn't suggesting that what Jeffrey Toobin did was okay or should be permitted or tolerated in workplaces in this world or any other world. Alice Ellie tweets, I'm listening to your take on relationship anarchy, Dan. RA is not about having no rules and only caring about your own feelings. It's about creating relationships that work for you and your partner or partners, as well as not assuming romantic love is greater than platonic love. All right. Got some pushback on my ham-handed reference. Uninformed reference to relationship anarchy. Needless to say, but I will go ahead and say it. We are looking for a guest to come on the show and explain relationship anarchy to me slowly and using small words because I clearly don't get it. And finally, Brett Not Beret tweets, For the guy who wants a family but doesn't want bio kids, aren't the numbers of couples with fertility issues pretty significant? Seems like a woman who can't get pregnant but wants a family is his ideal match. Yeah, sounds ideal until you think about it for a minute. Most women who want to have kids and have fertility issues don't discover their fertility issues until after they've found a guy who also wants kids and tried to make a baby with that man those women would project the caller long before they found out they had fertility issues. So I stand by my advice, want kids, but don't want to have your own kids. Maybe he should think about dating single moms. That said, a listener emailed in what may be the best advice for that caller, get a vasectomy and put that on your dating profile. They add, with reproductive rights across this nation under attack and criminalized, any penis haver that is sure they don't want to have kids should strongly consider getting a vasectomy and talking to other penis havers about it. Grab your life by the balls and take some personal responsibility. All right. If you want me to read your tweet on an upcoming episode of the Savage Lovecast, be sure to include the hashtag Savage Lovecast. And a big thank you to everyone who posted to your social media this week about the show, to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, WhatsApp, whatever. We really appreciate all those social media mentions. Helps get the word out about the show. And now, listener response calls.
9: Hi, Dan. Single straight child-free woman in her 30s replying to the guy on episode 804 who is looking for a woman who is open to adopting kids with him. I want to float something that you didn't quite hit on that's often a blind spot for men, and I noticed it a few times in this call when he repeatedly talks about wanting kids and wanting a family. I think he needs to frame this as actively wanting to parent and be a father. Men are so aware of the toll that pregnancy and childbirth take on women, but they tend to forget that the real burden is the lifetime of homekeeping that often falls on women. I'm now part of a lot of child-free groups on social media, and the main reason that most women there don't want kids isn't the idea of carrying them, or even the idea of the bleak future of the world, et cetera, which happen to be my reasons as well as the callers. But it's mostly because women know they'd have to take on more than half of the brunt of raising them. It's not just semen that women who want kids are clamoring for, as you put it. It's a guy who wants an active role in parenting. This would be especially essential if the caller takes you up on your great advice to try to date single mothers. Personally, I'm comfortable not wanting kids, but if a great guy wanted to adopt kids and raise them with me, there's one thing that could change my mind, and that's his enthusiasm for fatherhood itself. Be careful that it's not coming off as wanting to quote-unquote have a family just to satiate society's expectations or to leave a legacy. A good way to test himself would be to ask himself if he would willingly adopt a kid alone, as many women do and are told to do. If so, he should join some social media groups for prospective adoptive parents. And hey, maybe he'll find a like-minded woman there. But he shouldn't do this if he's looking for a woman to do most of the work of raising the kid, which is just kind of an unexamined default for many straight cis men.
5: Hey, this is a response, episode 804, the woman whose father we all hate, who's cheating on her disabled mother. Great advice, Dan. I agree with everything you said. I would take it one step further. Girl, you and your brother protect yourselves and your mom. Get some legal, incontrovertible evidence of your father's philandering and bank that shit. If he's that much of a dick, he could end up screwing you and your mother over and you need to protect yourselves against future legal issues. If he decides to leave your your mom, then you've got proof and take him for everything he's worth and make sure your mom is set up for the rest of her life. Good luck. That whole situation does indeed suck. I hope you can work it out for the best for you and your brother and your mom.
2: Hi, this is a comment for the woman who rang up about her new partner after three months pulling away. Dan, I think you missed something important, which is that she has a history with narcissistic abusers, and I reckon she's got herself in with another one because the whole love bombing, things are going incredibly well, texts, the sex, everything's amazing, and then pulling away is classic, classic narcissistic behavior. And when you've been with one, you tend to fall for others unless you do a hell of a lot of work on yourself. Uh, Remember something that Liz Plank wrote on Instagram recently. She said, if a man starts pulling away, you don't talk about how it hurts you or that you're feeling sad or that you give him space, you say to him, if I'm to stay romantically interested in you, you're going to need to be more consistent. And I fucking love that. I thought you want, if you can't give it to you, fuck him off and go find someone who can.
3: And we're going to leave it there. Got a question for next week's show or something to say about something I said on this week's show? Not better advice. Use the voice memo app on your phone to record your question or your comment and email it to us at voicemail at savagelovecast.com. Or you can call us at 206-302-2064 and leave us a message. Chicago, Hump has arrived. My amateur porn film festival will be screening at the Music Box Theater this Saturday, April 2nd. Then Hump will be traveling to almost 20 other cities through May Grab a friend, grab a lover, grab some more friends, grab some more lovers, and go to HumpFilmFest.com to find out when Hump is coming to a city near you and grab your tickets today. And if Hump isn't coming anywhere near you, don't worry. We have streaming options available for Hump. Go to HumpFilmFest.com to find those streaming options as well and let Hump come to you. Follow me on Twitter at FakeDanSavage. You can't follow Nancy Hartunian on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram because Nancy's not on any of them. Nancy is too good, too pure, and too smart to get on social media. Nancy Hartunian produces the Savage Lovecast every week. And me and the tech savvy and good, pure, smart Nancy. We'll all be back at you next week. our installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thank you for downloading. Oh, and happy April Fool's.